Hello, you are listening to the Gaffcast with your host, Darren Gaffney. What is the crack, everyone? Hope he's all had a great week and you're all keeping well. Sorry, but there's a fucking little board sitting outside the window uh, while I'm recording this and he's perched on a branch and he keeps fecking barking, but not barking, sorry, <laughs> chirping, little fucker. So if you hear like a chirping noise during the podcast, it's that little mong out in the branch outside. Um, if I had a slingshot, I could nail him with a stone or something. But yeah, I I, I told him to feck off, get up, fly away. But uh, he came back, so he's obviously in the mood for being a little bastard. So before I start into the podcast, I just want to say a massive thanks to everyone again for sharing the podcast and telling people to listen in because we've had nearly 5,000 listens so far on the first four episodes. So I just want to say thanks so much. Uh, I appreciate it. Hopefully the next plan is to erect a massive telecommunication tower outside the house and broadcast the gaffcast to the four corners of the earth. Even the Eskimos will be listening in when they're doing that fishing thing with the little circle in the ice above in the Arctic. And uh, they're going to shine the Gaffcast logo into the sky at night, uh, like a pure Batman job. So wherever you're listening in from, and whatever you're doing, be it walking the dog, driving a car, riding a horse, baiting the chiller, smoking a fag, frying a rasher, going for a run, or puffing the devil's cabbage with a gang of lads in the back of a car, eating a rustler's burger, and watching old recorded episodes of Jeremy Kyle or doing rings at a crossroads somewhere. Wherever you are, and whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a good time, and I hope you're just as excited for this episode of the Gaffcast as I am. So now, let's kick off the Gaffcast with a roundup of some of the week's main news headlines. And Stephen Donnelly is morphing more and more into an egg as every day passes. By the end of this pandemic, the man will be an actual egg. Every time I turn on the news, it's Stephen Donnelly's can. And him talking about stuff. Um, To be fair, right, that is an absolutely horrendous job to have right now. Um, Like, the Minister for Health right now, even though everyone forgets that it's him. And I think it's time and harsh. Because Stephen Donnelly is just a lizard man. I know, like, to be fair, it's kind of it's kind of lousy giving Stephen Donnelly stick because like, if I would not like that job at all now, um, just like, because for everything, like, you, you only ever hear about all the shit that goes wrong, which in fairness is, is seems like it, it is bad. Like the hotel quarantine is fucking arseways and this vaccine crack too. But for every, all them things that go wrong, there's also a lot of things that are going right. And obviously you're never going to hear about them because, well, no one wants to hear good news. Not especially, not in Ireland anyway. But uh, Stephen Donnelly, yeah, like he, swear to God, he, he he's getting more like an egg every day. Like, you know when Father Ted, when Dougal's like, Jesus, Ted, I love eggs so much. Someday I think I'm going to turn into an egg. And then Father Ted's like, I think that process has already begun. That's, that's Stephen Donnelly because, like, if he put his head in a jacuzzi, and took it back out, he'd be hard-boiled. <laughs> just you'd get a wee knife, and a wee butter knife, and just tap his head. And it'd just be an egg inside. You could put a bit of salt on it, get a teaspoon, and you could have a bit of Stephen Donnelly hard-boiled egg head with your toast. 
Yeah, so one of the main news stories of the week with regards to COVID was the South African woman who came back from being over in South Africa and she uh, she was forced to do the mandatory hotel quarantine and she went to court about saying that it was unconstitutional or whatever to, to force her into the quarantine. But um, yeah, the court ruled that it was it was lawful to, to stick her in the mandatory hotel quarantine. I think she said the fact that she already had had one shot of the AstraZeneca vaccine and she already had had COVID, that she was actually, uh, she was the same as a fully vaccinated person. But um, yeah, the court said that uh, the South African virus was uh, rampant, at, rampant at the time and it was, uh, yeah, obviously we didn't, want, we didn't want to bring that into the country and we didn't know that much about it or whatever. So um, it made sense to, if it, t- it was just took a two week quarantine to reduce the risk of bringing in a new variant, well then it probably makes sense like, but yeah, there's something going on about this mandatory hotel quarantine. Like I seen um some woman put up like a video of of saying like she had nowhere to sit and nowhere to eat and all, but there was like a load of tables in the room and then she said she couldn't eat any of the food. Like the food's not even that bad. Like the woman like had like a sandwich. It actually looked like a really nice sandwich. Uh like if she doesn't want it, like I would have had it no bother. Um, but yeah, they're all giving out and stuff. Um, they're saying that it's, it's bullshit that people who have already had vaccines and already had COVID and stuff are forced to do it. But I think it's just a, the risk, like, because you don't know that much about all the different variants and stuff. That That's why you have to do two-week quarantine, just to save it being brought into the country. But yeah, they're on about restructuring it, so we see how that goes. There's starting to be a fair few anti-lockdown uh, protests, which I've seen them around the country. I've seen one in Galway there, Um and they had like this massive sign. Like I, I think I don't think it's like a bad thing to question the measures and question the science and try to hold it up to some sort of scrutiny and stuff and see if we're if we're doing the right thing, like and we're doing the the right stuff. Um, I wonder as well. In a few years, will we look back and say, "Oh, we overreacted or we underreacted and and we didn't do enough. We should have had tighter restrictions and stuff." Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see because obviously we learn more. As the years go on, so it's it's overall it's probably not a bad thing to like question the measures and stuff, just to make sure that like all the huge sacrifices that everyone's making are are necessary and it's like the correct decision and the right way to be going about it, or else you'd end up like George Lee and go down a complete rabbit hole into COVID restriction maniac land and be like, if we go into level twenty seven right now, hopefully then by the year twenty fifty, we can all have a substantial meal and sit two at the table while wearing a mask and bathing in a pool of hand sanitizer. But anyway, yeah, they had this protest march uh, through Galway and they had like this massive banner that said, they actually had loads of them, that said uh, RTE is the virus. Like whatever you think about the virus, I don't know if RTE would uh, go to the bother of inventing a virus. I don't know what motive they'd have, unless they, unless they wanted us to force us all inside. So we had no other choice but to watch the late late of a Friday evening. Try to boost the ratings. So they invented a never before seen virus in the RT lab to create the coronavirus. Which is uh, it's plausible. Could could be. Could have happened. You wouldn't know. Shady characters in RTE. Ryan Tuberty with a wee Petri dish making the making up the virus and then he released it on the world. Because late late is doing so shit that he had to create, create a worldwide pandemic to boost the ratings. You never know though, you never know. KBC announced this week it'll be leaving the Irish market. The Belgian bank first came to Ireland back in 1978. Uh, This comes only weeks after 
Ulster Bank made a similar sort of announcement. Uh, apparently the cost of banking is just too high in Ireland uh, at the moment. Fuck the banks. Just get rid of them all. Look, go on, out the door. Back to the old ways. Hunter-gatherer job. Barter. That's what I say. Like that festival over in uh, Nevada, in America, that all the hipsters go to burning men, where everyone just has to barter away. Like, I'll give you a head of cabbage and a donkey for that box of fags and a toothbrush. Ireland, the only country with absolutely no banking system, just a country of free spirits wearing rasta caps and badger jumpers, living in harmony, not washing and smelling like shit. On Saturday, Prince Philip's funeral took place. Uh, God rest him. Uh, I know, f- I knew fuck all about him up until now. And after he died, like, a lot of stuff came out. And uh, in all squareness, whatever you think about the royal family, uh, he actually you can't deny he actually did do a lot of good work and stuff. Um, to be fair, uh, I was watching it on BBC, and uh, <laughs> it was funny enough they had like people analysing the funeral. Uh, a few funeral pundits drafted in into the studio, a couple of experts, and they were, they were like analysing and reading into everything um, from all the different members of the royal family, mostly on Harry and uh, William, like trying to suss out their body language and stuff. And they were like looking at them walking and stuff like, hmm, yes, you see the slow lagging pace of William there behind Harry. This may indicate he thinks Harry is a ginger prick. <laughs> but uh, I know, it's great to see the lads back and chatting away to each other and... Uh, yeah, they seem to seem to be on good terms and getting along rightly. I said they had a, I say, I'd say they had a cup of tea and a ginger nut uh, biscuit after, I'd say. I had a conversation with someone uh, during the week and we were talking about ice creams and they were like, what's your favourite ice cream? And I was like, that's easy. Hands down, the wibbly wobbly wonder. The wibbly wobbly is the king of all ice creams. And they were like, no way is it the wibbly wobbly. It's the twister. Like, fuck off. Like, how? I, like, I didn't even know what to do. I was just speechless, flabbergasted by the whole, the whole thing. Um, like, how could you think the twister is better than the wibbly wobbly? Like, the wibbly wobbly has everything. It has the pink jelly, the yellow ice cream, and then the chocolate bit at the top. Like, it's like heaven in an ice cream. Get away saying the twister is better I might have accepted a loop-de-loop or even a nice burger but a twister like you can't like a twister is grand but then it has that pink sour stuff underneath the pink ice cream and you'd have sticky hands too from a twister wouldn't have sticky hands from a wibbly wobbly tell you that and uh, you can't you can't include cones in that either because they're different they're not they're not in the ice cream world it's actually been a couple of weeks as well since I've had a wibbly wobbly uh, but yeah, the Wibbly Wobbly is the king. And anyone out there that thinks differently, um, you, you you need to sort your life out because there's no disputing the, the Wibbly Wobbly. And now it is time for the Gaffcast movie of the week. The movie this week is The Joker. <laughs> Released in 2019 and starring Joaquin Phoenix. And yes, that is how you pronounce it. Because I looked it up before doing the podcast. Because I knew some cunt would be like, oh, that's not how you say it. Well, there you go, right? Joaquin. And I know it doesn't look like it, it sounds like that. Because it begins with a J. 
but that's it right there you go Joaquin well, Joaquin Phoenix is in it and he's savage in it and it's actually directed by the same lad who directed the Hangover films Todd Phillips uh, which is mad because it's like completely different content altogether and I know a lot of people don't like it because it's so fucked and twisted uh, but like it's just it's just worth watching because uh, Joaquin Phoenix is a uh, is like unreal in it and um, it kind of shows like so the whole film kind of shows like it's kind of like a prequel uh, to all the other Joker films and kind of shows how the Joker ended up as he did and why he's so fucked in the head like and uh, <laughs> at the start of the movie uh, he's working as a clown so Arthur Fleck like uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character is uh, working for a clown company and uh, like imagine working as a clown because <laughs> you forget there's people out there uh, who work as actual clowns I actually remember I think I seen somewhere that Steve-O remember Steve-O the mad lad from Jackass he used to be doing all sorts of crazy stuff he used to be a clown went to clown school and the whole the whole lot I'm not taking the piss out of clowns here or anything in case there's any clowns out there listening in Um, yeah but imagine telling your parents like yeah mom dad uh, I got a job working as a clown <laughs> then then uh, your relative's coming over for Christmas dinner. Uh, how's Darren getting on? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's clowning away, so he's uh, he's hard busy with the communions and the christening party, so he is. <laughs> then I just arrived downstairs for dinner with a massive pair of clown shoes stomping all around the, cr- <laughs> the dining room table <laughs> with my little clown car parked out the back. Sorry, does anyone mind uh, moving their car from the front of the house just because... It's blocking the clown mobile in and I'm heading out after dinner. So, uh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> if someone could move it, please. Thank you. But anyway, Joker, savage film. And uh, playing the Joker seems to be kind of like a mad role, like with all that kind of mystery and stuff around it. Um, I used to say that I thought Joaquin Phoenix was the best Joker out of him and Heath Ledger, which I know is controversial <laughs> for all the, the Batman fans. But like, Nah, I was wrong. Like, you can't compare them, to be honest. Like, they both made the role, uh, like, they played the role in their own unique kind of way and made it savage. Like, both of them are really, 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 like, good at it. Like, but um, I know Joaquin Phoenix said um, that he was, like, pure depressed playing the role because he was so fucked trying to stay in character of a personality, like, psychopath, like the Joker, and he had to lose, like, loads of weight. He lost, like, 24 kilos and, like, losing the weight and all that and, uh, trying to stay in that mind frame, like, made him all depressed, and he felt like shit, like, he's so skinny in the movie, it's rotten, you know the scene where he takes off his shirt, and you can see his back, like, like it's so, it's, it's all, that's all real, like, all the bones and stuff, it's, it's manky, <laughs> but, uh, and you know the scene as well, where Arthur is in the alleyway, and he's uh, kicking the, uh, the rubbish, like, in the trash and all that, and he's stamping all over it, and then he kind of goes down on the ground, uh, holding his knee, Apparently, actually, in the movie, in, in real life, in that scene, he dislocated his knee, and I was fucked for the rest of the movie, and he was in pain. And like, you know, the last few scenes of the movie, he's doing loads of running and like going down them big stairs and all that, and he's running from the the cops. Apparently, his knee was like killing him for all all them scenes. Like, but he just said nothing. He's just staying in character and didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, didn't want to say anything about it. Like, uh, which is mad. And that scene on the stairs is unreal as well. Uh, when he's dancing down the stairs, like the big green, slick, slimy hair on him. <laughs> it's class. Yeah, it's mad how much some actors get into the roles. I know Daniel Day-Lewis is renowned for it. Like, during my left foot, when he was playing Christy Brown, 
who had cerebral palsy. He refused to like walk between the scenes and remained as if he was paralyzed for the whole film in between sets and everything. And the crew members had to like carry him around and lug him around the studio in the wheelchair and lift him up and shit over all like around the lights and the wires and all that crack for the whole film. And he had to be like uh, spoon fed the whole time as well, which is a, which is mad. Yeah. And then in gangs in New York, he got pneumonia on set and like refused any sort of medical treatment or like warmer clothing and stuff because he wanted to be like as if he was living back during the times that the movie was filmed <laughs> which is a uh, fucking mad hey fair play to them mad stuff uh cheers for entertaining us lads and uh yeah Joaquin Phoenix won an Oscar for for the Joker Um, he's a strange man I think they said he uh yeah like he he was struggling with depression and stuff like that for a while I think his his brother died um, in 93 from a drug overdose in, outside a club in, in LA and apparently it had a bad effect on him because he like he like come outside and he was on the ground and he like got him in his arm and stuff and he was like fucking ODing and they say as well that it was uh, John Frusciante the guitarist from the Red Hot Chili Peppers that actually gave his brother uh, River River Phoenix uh, the drugs that killed him which is mad and he thought he was gonna uh, be arrested and he was like shitting it for for months and years after that uh, he was going go to go to jail for, for fucking causing the man to OD. But yeah, Joker, savage film. It's fucked and twisted, but uh, if you haven't... You know that scene in it as well <laughs> where he's in his apartment and he fucking brutally stabs your man in the face as well and kills him and he's sitting there on the floor covered in blood and the wee dwarf is there and he's just sitting there the dwarf's like, oh, do you mind opening the door because like, I can't reach it? And then Arthur's like, jeez, yeah, geez, sorry, sorry about that. And him covered in blood and he just opens the door and your man skips out. Yeah, that's fucking, that's hilarious. But uh, yeah, great film. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I def- definitely recommend watching it. Unless you don't like violence and extremely creepy clowns with uh, really scary laughs. Uh, because then it's probably <laughs> probably a good idea not to watch it then. And that is all for this episode of the GaffCast, folks. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you've enjoyed. Don't forget to follow and subscribe and all that fashazzle, and share the podcast with your family, friends, dog or cat. And I hope you have a good week, and I'll see you all again next Tuesday for some top-quality banter here at the GaffCast. See you. Good luck.